Deuteronomy chapter 4 verse 1 And now, O Israel, hearken unto the statutes and unto the ordinances which I teach you to do them, that ye may live and go in and possess the land which the Lord your God of your fathers giveth you. Now Moses is going to go over the law because they need to hear it again. This is a brand new generation. The first time Moses went over the law, he spoke it to their fathers, and now he's speaking it to them. 2. Ye shall not add unto the word which I command you, neither shall ye diminish from it, that ye may keep the commandments of the Lord your God which I command you. You can't add or subtract and turn it into your own thing, which a lot of people do. 3. Your eyes have seen what the Lord did in Baal Peor. For all the men that followed the Baal of Peor, the Lord thy God hath destroyed them from the midst of thee. 4. But ye that did cleave unto the Lord your God are alive, every one of you this day. So he's saying, Notice that the pagans died and you guys are alive because you don't practice what the pagans did and keep that for life or you will suffer their fate. 5. Behold, I have taught you statutes and ordinances, even as the Lord my God commanded me, that ye should do so in the midst of the land, whither ye go in to possess it. 6. Observe therefore and do them, for this is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the peoples, that when they hear all these statutes shall say, Surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. Moses is saying, Obey the law, and other nations will see that you are a wise people because you obey the law. God's commandments are wise. All the commandments center around treating other people righteously and kindly and well. You don't cheat, you don't steal, you don't lie, you don't take advantage of the weak or the helpless. You help people that are weak. And that's what all the law is based on. So it is very wise. 7. For what great nation is there that hath God so nigh unto them as the Lord our God is whensoever we call upon him? And he's saying, there's no other nation that has a God that actually draws near to them when they call on him and answers their questions. The pagan gods don't say anything when they're called on. Complete silence. They don't do anything for their people. 8. And what great nation is there that hath statutes and ordinances so righteous as all this law which I set before you this day? And that's absolutely true. We read the law of Moses, which is a way better law than what we have in the United States. God's law is way kinder towards others. Like, for instance, there's this whole philosophy of finders keepers here in the Western culture. But in God's law, if your neighbor's animal wandered into your yard, you were responsible to either return it or keep housing it and feeding it until the neighbor comes to get it. You're responsible. You are your brother's keeper, according to God's law. 9. Only take heed to thyself and keep thy soul diligently, lest thou forget the things which thine eyes saw, and lest they depart from thy heart all the days of thy life. But make them known unto thy children and thy children's children. Unless you rehearse it in your mind, and unless you repeat it to your own children, you will forget. And that's true. That's why we need to keep reading the scripture, keep speaking it, and teaching it to others, so that we ourselves don't forget. 10. The day that thou stoodst before the Lord thy God in Horeb, when the Lord said unto me, Assemble me the people, and I will make them hear my words, that they may learn to fear me all the days that they live upon the earth, and that they may teach their children. This is when they were at Mount Sinai, which is also called Mount Horeb, and God gave them the law. Horeb means thorn, and Sinai means fire. So it's the mountain of thorn and fire. God is an all-consuming fire. And Jesus wore the crown of thorns when he was crucified for us. This is also the same mount where Moses first met God 40 years earlier. 
and the thorn bush was burning, and that's where he met God. 11. And they came near and stood under the mountain, and the mountain burned with fire unto the heart of heaven, with darkness, cloud, and thick darkness. And to this day, Mount Sinai is burnt to a crisp. It has no green on it, because God completely consumed the mountain, and it was burnt. And he says unto the heart of, which means the heat from God that he made on that mountain went down into the core of the earth. And we didn't know that until just now when we just read this in Deuteronomy. 12. And the Lord spoke unto you out of the midst of the fire. Ye heard the voice of the words, but ye saw no form, only a voice. 13. And he declared unto you his covenant, which he commanded you to perform, even the ten words, which are the ten commandments. And he wrote them upon two tables of stone. 14. And the Lord commanded me at that time to teach you statutes and ordinances that ye might do them in the land whither ye go over to possess it. 15. Take ye therefore good heed unto yourselves, for ye saw no manner of form on the day that the Lord spoke unto you in Horeb out of the midst of the fire. He's saying, you need to obey God because when he spoke to you, you couldn't even see him or you would have died, but you were allowed to hear his voice and you've never heard the voice of any pagan God because they're worthless. 16. Lest ye deal corruptly and make you a graven image, even the form of any figure, the likeness of a male or a female. So he's saying, continue to obey the law or you're going to fall into idolatry again and go back to your idols. 17. The likeness of any beast that is on earth, the likeness of any winged fowl that flieth in the heaven. 18. The likeness of anything that creepeth on the ground, the likeness of any fish that is in the water under the earth. The pagans all make fish and frogs and turtles and birds and all kinds of things that they want to worship, but it's just what God made. They make a figurine of it that has no life. Worshiping something that you made is insanity, because how can that have any power when you yourself made it? That's like worshiping a pencil. It doesn't make any sense. 18. The likeness of anything that creepeth on the ground, the likeness of any fish that is in the water under the earth. 19. And lest thou lift up thine eyes unto heaven, and when thou seest the sun and the moon and the stars, even all the host of heaven, thou be drawn away and worship them and serve them, which the Lord thy God hath allotted unto all the peoples under the whole heaven. Moses is saying, if you don't obey the law of God, then you'll start worshiping the stars too. But the stars have been given to us by God. They're not God. They're not the creator. They are created. But you hath the Lord taken and brought forth out of the iron furnace out of Egypt to be unto him a people of inheritance as ye are to this day. They hated Egypt, but yet as soon as they left, then they claimed they loved it. And that's because of the wickedness of their hearts. 21. Now the Lord was angered with me for your sakes and swore that I should not go over the Jordan and that I should not go in unto that good land which the Lord thy God giveth thee for an inheritance. 22. But I must die in this land. I must not go over the Jordan, but ye are to go over and possess that good land. Moses is telling them he's not allowed to go, but they have to go. And that's a good thing. He wishes he could go. 23. Take heed unto yourselves, lest ye forget the covenant of the Lord your God, which he made with you, and make you a graven image, even the likeness of anything which the Lord thy God hath forbidden thee. So he says, I wish I could go with you, but since I can't, you're going to have to remember the law on your own because I won't be able to remind you. 24. For the Lord thy God is a devouring fire, a jealous God. And they've already seen that. He devoured Korah when Korah rebelled and his whole family. He devoured them in fire. He devoured Aaron's two oldest sons in fire when they rebelled. He devoured the mountain when he was on it. 
He is an all-consuming fire. So don't let God consume you in the wrong way. You don't want him to consume you in punishment. You want him to consume you in zeal so that you are one of his children. 25. When thou shalt beget children and children's children, and ye shall have been long in the land, and shall deal corruptly, and make a graven image, even the form of anything, that shall do that which is evil in the sight of the Lord thy God, to provoke him. 26. I call heaven and earth to witness against you this day, that ye shall soon utterly perish from off the land, whereinto ye go over the Jordan to possess it. Ye shall not prolong your days upon it, but shall utterly be destroyed. Moses is prophesying that they are going to sin against the Lord and start worshiping false gods, and they are going to get destroyed. And yes, this will happen, but not right away. 27. And the Lord shall scatter you among the peoples, and ye shall be left few in number among the nations, whither the Lord shall lead you away. And God did scatter them all over the world, and they're still scattered all over the world today. 28. And there ye shall serve gods, the work of men's hands, wood and stone, which neither see nor hear nor eat nor smell. Foreign lands, they would end up worshiping false gods. And notice how he says these gods, they don't even have senses. They can't even smell, eat, or hear anything, and yet you worship them. 29. But from thence ye will seek the Lord thy God, and thou shalt find him, if thou search after him with all thy heart and with all thy soul. Moses is prophesying that when they get sent to foreign lands, then they'll turn back to the Lord and they'll seek him. And if you look for God, you will find him. 30. In thy distress, when all these things are come upon thee, in the end of days, thou wilt return to the Lord thy God and hearken unto his voice. In the end of the age, which is what we're in right now, Israel is starting to return to the Lord. 31. For the Lord thy God is a merciful God. He will not fail thee, neither destroy thee, nor forget the covenant of thy fathers, which he swore unto them. God loves to forgive and restore. 32. For ask now of the days past, which were before thee, since the day that God created man upon the earth, and from the one end of heaven unto the other, whether there hath been any such thing as this great thing is, or hath been heard like it. Moses is right. He's saying, your deliverance from Egypt, nothing like that had ever happened before on earth. 33. Did ever a people hear the voice of God speaking out of the midst of the fire, as thou hast heard and live? He's reminding them, no one else ever heard the voice of God until you guys heard it. 34. Or hath God essayed to go and take him a nation from the midst of another nation by trials, by signs, and by wonders, and by war, and by a mighty hand, and by an outstretched arm, and by great terrors, according to all that the Lord your God did for you in Egypt before thine eyes? All those miracles that brought you out of Egypt never happened in history before. 35. Unto thee it was shown that thou mightest know that the Lord, he is God, there is none else beside him. 36. Out of heaven he made thee to hear his voice, that he might instruct thee, and upon earth he made thee to see his great fire, and thou didst hear his word out of the midst of the fire. He gave you his voice, and he appeared before you as fire, so that you would be separate from all the other nations, and that you would remember. 37. And because he loved thy fathers, meaning Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and chose their seed after them, and brought thee out of his presence with his great power out of Egypt. So for the love of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that's why he delivered the Israelites. 38. To drive out nations from before thee, greater and mightier than thou, to bring thee in 
to give thee their land for an inheritance as it is this day. They're going to be driving out giants and other nations that have fortified cities and a lot of strength. 39. Know this day and lay it to thy heart that the Lord, he is God in heaven above and upon the earth beneath. There is none else. He's saying, no, determine in your heart that God is the only God. 40. And thou shalt keep his statutes and his commandments, which I command thee this day, that it may go well with thee and with thy children after thee, and that thou mayest prolong thy days upon the land, which the Lord thy God giveth thee forever. He's saying, if you obey God, you will live long and you will be prosperous. 41. Then Moses separated three cities beyond the Jordan toward the sun rising. Now those are going to be cities of refuge. 42. That the manslayer might flee thither, meaning somebody who kills a person on accident, that slayeth his neighbor unawares, and hated him not in time past, and that fleeing unto one of these cities he might live. Somebody who kills on accident, who never hated the person who he killed, had nothing against him. It was a total accident. He can flee to those three cities. 43. Bezer in the wilderness, in the tableland for the Reubenites, and Ramoth in Gilead for the Gadites, and Golan in Bashan for the Manassites. The Lord said it would have to be six cities altogether, but they're only establishing three at this time because they've only taken over the land of those three tribes at this time. When they get into Canaan, the other three cities will be in Canaan, in the heart of Israel. 44. And this is the law which Moses set before the children of Israel. 45. These are the testimonies and the statutes and the ordinances which Moses spoke unto the children of Israel when they came forth out of Egypt. 46. Beyond the Jordan, in the valley over against Beth Peor, in the land of Sihon, king of the Amorites, who dwelt at Heshbon, whom Moses and the children of Israel smote when they came forth out of Egypt. So it's just saying, this is where Moses was and where they were when he spoke these words. 47. And they took his land in possession and the land of Og, king of Bashan, the two kings of the Amorites, who were beyond the Jordan toward the sun rising. He gave all this speech after they had overtaken those kings. 48. From Aror, which is on the edge of the valley of Arnon, even unto Mount Sihon, the same as Hermon. 49. And all the Araba, beyond the Jordan eastward, even unto the Sea of the Araba, under the slopes of Pisgah. The Sea of the Araba would be the Dead Sea, because there's no other sea around there. And that concludes Deuteronomy chapter 4.